0: The Tilted land shark on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IPVanish. IPVanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome everybody to the Tilted Land Shark Podcast, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oaklawn. And as always, I've got with me my fearless co-host, Zach. Uh, I'm just stumbling on the Come on, nickname. Man. Your nick. Nickname- I've been able to give you a nickname every single week. This is 25 episodes, and I'm just reaching the bottom of the barrel and or my imagination. But stopped here. at What's 24. up, Zach? I'm here.
1: It stopped at Not 24. much, yeah, man. It was a hard stop. Uh, just, yeah, just getting ready for uh, what's going to be an awesome pod. Getting ready for what's going to be a hell of a weekend in uh, SFI. So kind of multitasking here, but I'm excited to get this uh, pod up and going. Yeah, you. so for one, it's a milestone because this is our 25th
0: episode. Uh, it's also, I mean, we're growing as a pod, but we're growing as people because we've kind of been disc- big, disgusting homers for the Atlanta Hustle all season. Yeah. But we're branching out. We're branching out. We're, we're bringing in other people from the AUDL. This is like our, our sensitivity and inclusivity training. But, Zach, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest?
1: Yeah. One uh, I'm excited about, we have a... Uh, Once a player for the ADL, I think two years for Indianapolis, two years for Austin, and now I think he's on year two coaching for the Austin Soul. We have Coach Najee here to join us and talk with us. What's up, Coach?
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here.
1: Listen, I'm already in my comfort zone. We were
0: talking before we started recording, and uh, apparently, we know all this all the same people. He knows my best friend, John Champagne, who I hope is listening to the pod. There's sometimes I've told stories and had to disguise his name because I'm like, ah, he's like got a job now. I'm not sure if he wants this this out there, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's we're here we go. We're branching out. We're bringing in the coach of the Austin Soul. Uh, let's go ahead and let's fire away. Let's talk about that last game against Atlanta. What adjustments did you guys make that allowed you to make that comeback in the fourth quarter?
2: Well, you know, the halftime speech wasn't necessarily about making adjustments. It's, hey, we're in this game. We just need to execute better. Uh, Atlanta's a very talented team. um, But I'd say our theme all season long has been focusing on what we can do within ourselves and the controllables that the Austin soul can have. And when we're playing our best, I think we're really hard to beat. And so while we were down uh, each of the first two quarters, I think they were execution errors and not necessarily things that we were, we needed to change too much. And so, you know, we came in, um, I want to give all the credit in the world to the Atlanta squad coming to Texas for the two for the doubleheader is a hell of a feat. And for, it's hard for anybody. And uh, they battled Dallas the night before, luckily, for some free ultimate. They had more points than Mm -hmm. they should have coming into us, you know. Um, So kind of our theme is let's run. Let's have a high-scoring game. High-scoring game should favor us. Being at home, I think we're an extremely fit team, and hopefully they have a little fatigue. They're also missing a couple key players. But really, we didn't have to make too many adjustments. It's, guys, we're in this uh stick with it trust the game plan trust your teammates no matter what happens keep your head up keep grinding we will get there and um the one tactical adjustment we did is we adjusted on certain players uh in the first half we were pushing them deep um we isolated a couple players and pushed them under and um i don't necessarily know if that generated any extra turns but I will say uh, going into that Atlanta matchup, we implemented a double team for a few practices. Uh, last year, we didn't have any bye weeks. It was extremely difficult to make any in-game or in-season adjustments because, I mean, you have your game on the weekend, then you're uh, coming back to life during the week, and then you're playing again. And that happened for 10 straight weeks. This year, we've had the, the luxury of having a few buys, And uh, the bye week before playing against Atlanta – and also getting to play Dallas beforehand where we could practice the strategy, it really kind of, uh, helped us execute our double teams better. Um, if we play Atlanta 10 times, nine of them are going to be one point games, probably going both directions. Uh, we happen to win that game, but really credit to our players credit for everybody keeping their head up. Our crowd is sensational. We put on such a show in Austin. Our eighth man is real. Um, so a combination of a lot of things led to us winning that, but I don't think it was any big changes. So
0: I, there's one thing that you said, you know, where you're talking about that, that kind of rings with me. And what I, I'm going to paraphrase is, is do your job. And it kind of that Bill Belichick, Nick Saban kind of approach of everyone just do your job and we'll, we'll be okay. Which I mean, it's one of those things across sports. It just, it, it just kind of, you know, it's a successful pattern. And you guys put the hoodoo on Atlanta. Cause I, I don't think they really scored many points just, after that, like they, they had weeks of, of just kind of a scoring drought, it seemed after they ran into the soul last time. Yeah, I, I want to
1: hit on the fact that you said that you just happened to win that one. Um, but winning that game put you in the driver's seat to make it to the playoffs. Um, we've always had a lot of ill will on how the playoffs are set up and how the South is only stuck with two bids. So, for you guys, the Austin Soul, what were your expectations coming into this game? Um, I can probably tell you a lot of the talking heads had Carolina and Atlanta 1-2 and two in this division. And what you guys did uh, against Atlanta at home was huge. Did you guys, I mean, obviously you want to see the best of yourself. Did you fully expect to be in the driver's seat of a playoff push towards the end of the season? Um your expectations going probably into the playoffs if everything plays
2: out well how's that all going to shake out for you what were the expectations like look when I was hired as head coach I told them I wanted to compete for championships and it's not going to happen overnight and I laid out a three-year plan all of our players aware of the three-year plan first year go 500 or better we did it we unfortunately missed the playoffs But, man, we grinded and we grew, and a whole new group of people developed chemistry and proved that we could play with the title contenders. Uh, Year two, the goal is to make the playoffs. So we absolutely all expected to be in this position heading into the season. Um, It's really unfortunate that there are only two bids in this year's playoff structure because no matter what, one out of the three of us. And if Dallas had a stronger season, one out of the two out of the four of us uh, could be title contenders missing the playoffs. That's crazy. I think, I think the playoff teams in our division would do well in most of the divisions. Uh, But uh, I mean, we have a 12 game schedule. And so everybody talks about how important every NFL game is. They have 17 games. Right. You can miss a couple mm-hmm. uh, in the AUDL. And when you have such a small division, you can't really miss too much. And so looking into the season, predicting where we needed to be and not knowing how things were going to play out. I think the, the thought was if we reached eight wins, I think that would be a good benchmark to consider a successful season. And that would probably get us in the playoff contention, depending on how uh, Carolina and Atlanta split games. But really, it would take minimum of nine wins to really get us there. And then we would also have to hope we win a tiebreaker. Um, We had to play Dallas five times, and that's extremely challenging. I think in any professional activity, whether it's chess, poker, sprinting, ice skating, skateboarding, pick an activity, pick a sport for somebody to beat somebody four times in a row is extremely Mm -hmm. difficult. We see it every NBA playoffs and to do it five times. uh, Our goal was not necessarily to beat them five times, but we understood that if we did, we would be in the position we are. Um, So, I mean, we're we're aiming for win number nine next week, and that'll get us in the playoffs. So we absolutely expected to be here. And it was, it's exciting to be in position uh and then for competitive games at the end of the year so what you know you you mentioned you know you're you're
0: on your 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 path for nine wins here a lot of your wins uh have been due to i mean just the how well the soul are playing at home uh what what do you attribute to that home success is it a little bit of home cooking is it is it austin staying weird i mean you mentioned that the eighth man is we- is uh is real he's real and he's
2: weird right
1: probably yeah
2: our crowd gets crazy. They're really loud. Uh, on TV, it kind of looks ridiculous how empty our stadium is. But the fact is we play in Texas where we have massive high school football stadiums. And uh, we still get a lot of fans at our games. And everybody that comes to the games knows what's going on. And they are so into it. And uh, those intense, tight games, they, they've they given us an edge multiple times. We've seen our opponent make mistakes when you normally wouldn't see them make that mistake. Uh, But there's a couple other factors too. We train really hard. We're a good team. I expect to win at home. Um, If you're going to be a top team in this league, you have to win at home. So it starts with defending your own turf. Number two is our team name is the Austin soul for people that don't know what that reference is. That's Spanish for sun. It gets hot here. We're aware of it. We train in it. And we are very intentional with training in the heat. I'm actually glad that you cleared that up because we thought it was the shit out of luck for, <laughs>
0: for the entire, entire season. Uh, so we'll correct it. We'll, we'll correct that going forward.
1: It's a lot of names that we're still confused That's, about. We're still, over yeah. the course of this season. We'll, we'll work that one out. We um, struggle with ta- names. Just call on a spade a spade here. You talked about uh, how, you know, the top teams in the South, the teams that could make the playoffs or teams that could be very highly competitive in other divisions. You guys took a road trip to the central division. You guys went into Chicago, played Chicago, very close game, and then went into Madison and took care of them at Madison, which, you know, when Madison gives you your best, they're a really good Frisbee team still. Um, What kind of statement do you guys think you've made being able to handle that kind of road trip? And also, I want to know, on your point of view, how does Ultimate and Central Division differ than what you have to deal with every weekend in the South?
2: Okay, so the... Going to the Midwest, I think um, the way we interpreted that trip, it was a really big team-building event for us. Uh, Mm -hmm. We got to play new teams and go to new cities for almost everybody um, together. Madison has the best environment in this league. Um, In the preseason, when owners were talking about the schedule, our owner asked, where would you want to play? And Madison is number one. That's the best stadium to play at. It's really exciting. They have, they put on a great production. Um, but at the same time with the 12 game slate, knowing that we'd have to potentially play two of the best in the Midwest, that's a big risk. Uh, I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. not to Tampa, but I think I would rather in terms of competitiveness played for two easier wins than, uh, what we would have to play in the Midwest. Um, It was awesome playing against two really athletic, challenging, different opponents. Chicago, I think, matches up with us really well athletically, physically, and tactically. We have very similar uh, structures of our team. And um, that's another team I think that we would trade a lot. I would love to see Atlanta versus Chicago. I think that would be a fantastic matchup. Yeah, Um, Yeah, absolutely. I think – They have a lot of big bodies that match up well with our guys and a lot of our smaller athletes match up well with their smaller athletes. It's really fun to go against them. Uh, You know, we got complacent there in the third quarter and their adjustments, making their double teams, they were effective against us and it was really frustrating to not get the win when we were in position to do so and in a very good position to do so. Uh, And playing in a double header, losing the first night, that is, it's a knock mentally. It's really challenging to wake up and just forgot forget what you just did, and reset. And knowing that we're playing in the hardest venue, I've been hyping up Madison since the day it was announced. And that crowd was real. That atmosphere was real. It impacted everything. I uh, I formerly played on the Alley Cats. I don't know the exact number, but I've probably lost in that stadium eight times. Most of those having the lead late in the fourth, and then the Madison crowd eighth man came alive and so um for us to stick together and keep our heads high and pull that win out was everything without that win we don't win against Atlanta at home without that win we're not a top five team in this league but we did and we proved it and we got it done and uh I think that game is going to pay dividends for years to come we have a lot of young guys on our team, and so to go on the road in a tough environment and have the opportunity to play against the most storied team in our league, it was a special weekend. Um, Zach, I can't recall what the second part of your question was.
1: Uh, it was just talking about how the style of play differs in the middle. If you see anything, maybe not. Maybe you know, you're know you so focused on what the soul is doing that it yeah. doesn't matter Outside- what style of play you see.
0: Outside of the hermetically sealed dome, uh, which by the way, Coach Nagy's skin is just, you can tell he played in the, in the hermetically sealed dome because he's, he's just glowing. I was going to ask him what his skin routine is. I remember you played in the dome.
2: Um, so uh, the big difference in the Midwest versus uh, the South is our tryouts are outside. In December, <laughs> January, we're outside. February, mm-hmm. we're outside. We're never inside. In fact, when I say talk about playing indoor here, people like don't know what that means. And uh, every Alley Cat tryout that I attended was indoors in the middle of the night. If you play for Madison, there's a the classic midnight to 6 a.m. tryout. Um, so I'd say there's a big advantage in chemistry building in advance of the season starting. So if you look at the week one through week five games and you compare the south and the midwest i think the south is a lot cleaner overall because midwest hasn't had a chance to acclimate together they haven't played together and on top of that a lot of the games that they have uh minnesota will have flurries madison will have flurries detroit will have flurries and i mean you have toss-up of the weather any given night for that first month and a half in the midwest in the south you don't really see that um towards the end of the season I think all the good teams are closing that gap and it's really mm-hmm. hard to tell the difference other than kind of personnel differences and tactical. But I think Chicago and us are fairly similar. I think Atlanta and Madison are fairly similar with just different personnel.
0: Yeah, that's it. They, they're they outdoors while everyone else dries up like a raisin in the soul. Oh, look what I did there. There we go. Yeah, a little length for,
1: for you Philistines out there um yeah so real quick so i've played a couple years in the south like three or four years uh i no played against the austin no soul a few times but back when i played yeah. I'm, i don't know if you can see this i'm wearing my old night watch jersey their yep. watches ended uh, yep. throwing it back what do you have there Ooh. look at that That's nice That's still nice. alive um <laughs> we can talk more about them later um yeah so i played against players like that's that's the that's, old logo. That's, that's, nice. that's a throwback. That's in the nice. small small franchise years that we've had, we actually had like two or three different logos. Uh, but I remember playing against players like Cunningham. Uh, Mick Walter's still there. Purcell's still there. But those were like the players, the key players we honed in on. But now, last year, the soul had the headline of they were a young team. Uh, this year, it was no different. You have, of course, you got Kalahanky, right? you got second-year player, Evan Switek. But then you have two rookies come in, Mark Evans and Radak. So what's been your impression with the youth of the team and how well they've developed
2: and how well they're competing? We've tried to develop a family atmosphere here in Austin and select guys in our program that will we'll buy in and push one another and do so in a positive growth mindset. Uh, one of my big pushes when I became the coach was – building a culture where we have a deep practice program and Hey, they may not be ready yet, but they're, we're going to develop them. And at the end of the year, when a lot of teams can't put out a full 20, our 35th guy will be well-trained for that moment. And we're fortunate to have the university of Texas here and a couple other close college programs. And so kind of a focus has been uniting anybody that wants to buy in and is willing to put in the work. And it's addicting being around a group of guys with a common goal. And we do that week in and week out. And it's been years to get to this point. Um, last year we had a new team, but we also, I mean, we live in Texas. We were able to do things during the pandemic in 2020 that not a lot of communities and states could. Mm-hmm. And we we built ourselves, we developed and we grew together. Um, unfortunately we didn't get to play um, but that translated into the next year um, and we we built that foundation of family playing for one another egolessness and just it's fun to be around the guys and uh, now um, I mean Austin is the city in America that the most people are moving to mm-hmm. in that population I think it's safe to say that there will be Usually, be some elite players. Austin mm-hmm. is a tech and ultimate hub. It's one of the reasons I moved here, and um, we're starting to see that uh, translate into AUDL players. And so, we've been fortunate to pick up some all stars that have moved here. Um, but I hope we're not done. I expect some more to come here in the ne- in the coming years. Um, but really, it's been about growing a program, developing. Uh, the young guys and getting buy-in from everybody. When you set that bar or that, that high bar of expectation, uh, when people enter the program, you, you can grow from there at a high level. Mm-hmm. So you, you mentioned having those the college teams close.
0: Uh, one of the most embarrassing moments for me ever uh, in my ultimate career happened at Jingle Bell Hell in, in Denton, Texas, when you probably know this guy, Callaway, five-hold me on the mark. Five-hold me. I found out that's what he does because then you're looking for it. and You're knocking your knees together later. Uh, we have got to get to a quick break. Uh, get a word in from our sponsors here on the tilted land shark podcast brought to you by the sports game podcast network. It was really hard to pull away. This has been a great interview. So stick around for the, for the uh, rest of it. We'll be right back after these words. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $50 to win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet the MLB. And now, bet $500 on sports or in the casino before July 31st, 2022. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit WYNNBet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com discord welcome back to the tilted land shark podcast brought to you by the sports gambling podcast network uh if you're just joining us i say this every week just go to the beginning this is a podcast you don't have to rewind you don't have to wait for the program to come on again catch a rerun just hit the back button you can hit the 15 seconds back button a few times if you want uh but we are here with coach naji of the austin soul uh we're, i mean i i i don't even want to ask questions because i just want to sit back and be motivated because i have been like i I want you to put me on a three-year plan where it's like first you're gonna get to a point of fitness where you don't sweat when you brush your teeth um you're gonna have some some damn self-esteem in year two and uh year three you're just gonna have a 50-inch vertical just you know rooftop people uh you know going up and getting it like
1: a like an australian shepherd zach you had questions yeah, so we've we've talked a lot about the Austin Soul. Now, Coach, I want to get to know you a little bit more. How did you get your start in the AEDL? I know you played – the first year playing was in Indianapolis. What got you hooked on it?
2: So I played – I learned about the sport, and I uh, started at Missouri s Well, the school used to be called Missouri Rolla. They changed their name to Missouri s Minor Threat. Uh, and I played there from 2006 through 2012. And um, upon ending college, and that's the exact time the AUDL formed, I moved to the state of Indiana. I moved to Bloomington, Indiana, which is about one hour south of Indianapolis. I had some success in college, and I wanted to pursue a higher level. And moving to a new community, I think the easiest way to make friends is to find the ultimate community. So naturally, I found the ultimate players in Indiana, and I ended up joining with the, uh, the Indy Um, uh, My first year was in 2014, but I moved there in 2013 during the middle of the season. Um, those guys became my family, and they're still some of my absolute best friends, and it's awesome seeing uh, some of the su- success the guys that I started as a rookie in this league with have had and are still continuing to have, the Nick Hutton, Rick Gross, Levi Jacobs, Spencer Laskar, among many others, I love those guys, and it's it's awesome seeing the Alley Cats playing meaningful games at the end of the season again.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, you've had your hand on the Alley Cats, you have your hand on Austin. They've become like the two darlings of the AEDL, like the two fan favorites, right? So that's pretty cool
0: so how, just in general how did you get your start into playing ultimate was it something that you uh maybe kind of played at like a really informal level in in high school you know that everyone like me and zach say everyone kind of gets to start playing like church youth group you know ultimate everyone go deep 500 more than anything uh and then you kind of
2: pick it up in college or uh you know did you have a, another path chase you nailed it i kind of picked it up playing this weird random game that we thought was ultimate i think uh a lot of people are familiar with not having back of the end zone or out of bounds or any stall counts or even realizing that you could throw a forehand or upside down throws. 50% um,
0: of the people not wearing shoes,
2: more than likely. Probably more than 20 people on the field. Yes. I, uh, I played with high school cross country friends and a lot of uh, my community friends that just wanted to have extra play sports with one another. And we found this game. When I got to college, I really became passionate about it. And uh, I feel like where I went to college was a pretty depressing town overall. I really didn't like spending any time in Rolla, Missouri. Yeah. I loved my friends, but engineering school is hard and uh, there's nothing to do there. But drink. Yeah. Evan so... got those
0: damn three billboards. You know, they didn't even get the three billboards. Uh... Exactly.
2: <laughs> uh, so uh, Ultimate was kind of my, uh, my platform to leave Rolla. And so me and my friends, we only had, like, nine or ten players. So we didn't need five cars or anything. We needed two cars we can go anywhere in the country. So we spent most of our weekends trying to go wherever we could. We tried to play eight tournaments a semester. And it was, again, addicting to be around guys that had that same mindset and were also willing to, like, go wherever we needed to. And I can tell you, we did some cheap things back in the day to make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, one time we – I. I
0: we went to sectionals in manhattan kansas and we camped instead of uh getting a hotel and while at the campgrounds we found a, a handwritten intervention letter uh and it was to a gentleman named grover and it was talking about the the impacts of of grover's uh drug and alcohol abuse uh in, in this handwritten intervention letter we can't figure out if it's real or not i want to believe it was
2: there's some uh, very interesting characters in manhattan that's true <laughs>
1: I would always I never understand what goes on in the Midwest honestly. Chase has all these stories that west of the Mississippi is beyond yeah. what I could fathom. Yeah, we we found
0: that uh male nudity was way more rampant uh west of the uh the Mississippi uh as it <laughs> turns out. Um yeah, it's uh yeah, oh god, do you do you know Scott Brown? Shot down like Scott Brown? Um I him getting kicked out of George's majestic at harvest moon, uh, doing, doing a land shark and them just, uh, tossing him out onto Dixon street. Were you there for that? For that harvest moon?
2: Yes. See,
0: it's real. I told you it was real. You can verify. (laughs) I was there dressed as John champagne for Halloween. You look exactly like him. (laughs) He's he's an attractive man. He was a male model in high school. Fun fact. Give him shit about that. Um, man this is this is great like for first of all because i feel like uh there's a little bit of like a verification of like yeah yeah zach that's how it really was this guy this guy who we revere now on the tilted land shark podcast you got validation now. for me yep there it is there it you is can't Knock it. all sorts of all the male nudity stories were true they
2: credit were true. to every land shark that ever takes place at harvest moon it's a special <laughs> time it is
0: a, it is a special time that is uh that is probably uh if you're playing around the country and you've never been to harvest moon oh my god get your ass to harvest moon that that's one of the best tournaments in the country hands down don't don't expect to be too serious though there's some very good ultimate that that goes down i have this you know as serious as you can be like dress uh, one year we were lumberjacks we were breakdancers. dancers another year uh, yeah, like as serious as you can be, dressed as a 1980s breakdancer. But still, uh, get get your ass to Harvest Moon. God, I'm That's done. i done with the i done with the hustle. You know what? The hustle had been my team. I'll, I'll tell you what. I love the game. I love the hustle, man. But now the love affair is over. I'm on the I'm on the Austin Saul now. You put that tattooed across my chest. <laughs> That's right. Here we go. Oh.
1: I didn't know we uh, brought on the coach for a sales pitch. for. Uh, yeah, I don't even know why you're here anymore, Zach. <laughs> Me and Coach Nagy will handle this from the, from the, for the rest of the um, So Chase and I had some fun in our previous episode doing some power rankings every week. And this past week we did uh, team names, team logos, team brands. So uh, I think I've asked you if you could give us your own little power five for that, if you don't mind spilling the beans on that.
2: Sure. So to make it clear, it's a uh, power five for name, power five for logo. And power five for if, every, if you want to you rope
1: know, it all just to one yeah. power five, you could
2: do Scott, that. Kind of what we did, yeah. Like overall brand. Overall, yeah. yeah. There's stees. Who's who's the
0: steesiest?
2: Okay. Uh, well, uh, am I allowed to say who I? Th- I think the Austin Soul have an extremely strong brand, and I'll start with yeah. we have great colors that represent what it is. Mm-hmm. Our logo actually has some subtle Easter eggs. Uh, there are lines across the sun which are actually guitar strings, and Ooh, our name is also hey. a pun on being the live music capital. And uh, so yeah, combination always- of our colors, our logos, and what we have going on, I we're number one.
1: There you go. Okay, I remember oh. always having that little rivalry with Austin whenever I played for Nashville we we'll have always talk about which city had the best live music. And I forgot Austin was up there for that. So yeah, that's fair. I like, I've, I'm now looking at your logo and studying it by the way. Yeah. I'm going to go get lost in it later. Um,
0: quite honestly. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I I really, there's one team that I'm really hoping makes your list, but I'm going to let you go ahead and give you, give the rest of the four. And uh, I'll tell you why
2: this team I, I hoped made it. Okay. Uh, my number two, AUDL, brand is the madison radicals i think they throw an amazing party uh of a game day and their logo is extremely crisp sharp easy to read uh their color scheme is fun vibrant and uh being the colors that they have i think they i think they've done a really good job of getting that community bought into their brand uh their winners overall. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a winning program. That's the winningest team. Uh, I think it's an extremely strong brand. Tim DeBile is a genius. I really admire what he's done. And uh, they, the Madison Radicals would be my number two AUDL brand.
0: I, I just saw
2: something when I looked at the
0: Radicals logo, and I'm going to share share it with you guys offline uh, what I just saw and now can't unsee with the Radicals logo. Please, please, oh number three. Who you got? My number
2: three AUDL brand is the Seattle Cascades. Yes! That was the one. That was the one. I love their color scheme. Uh, they mm-hmm. resemble the Pacific Northwest teams. Uh, they have a unique jersey design that none of the other teams have. Uh, their font and their branding and all of their alternative logos are all A brand, all A tier. They The the Tickcombs have done a great job with that franchise, at least appearance-wise.
0: So, hey, I'm going to share why my obsession with the Cascades. I'm going to keep it brief because I talked about this last week. Uh, I watched a whole – I had little back problems. Uh, I watched a whole bunch of the show Aliens in Alaska on uh, the Travel Channel, and I learned that apparently the reason that we can't lock down Bigfoot is because Bigfoot might be an interdimensional being. He can – pierce the veil between the dimensions. Come on, interdimensional beings on your Frisbee jerseys and no mushrooms in sight? Come on, there we go. Number four, who
2: you got? My number four, AUDL brand. And this is not reflective of their records. But I think the Detroit Mechanics have an extremely clean brand. Uh, their logo represents the D, the D and the M. It has a gear, and they've had very nice-looking jerseys for generations. Yeah. And um, you look, it looks like you can buy a bike from them, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, having having a name that like uh, reflects your city, I think, is pretty cool. Uh, the Soul represent Austin. I think the Mechanics is a great name for the city of Detroit. Um, I don't foresee them ending their streak anytime soon, but... I do think Brent Steep has done a good job with the brand of what the Detroit Mechanics appearance looks like. Very nice. And how are you bringing it home? Number five. Oh, there's so many. Like the five through (laughs) 12 range is pretty, like there's a lot of close ones. Mm -hmm. I, okay. Uh, They recently rebranded, but I think the number five AUDL brand would be the Spiders franchise, formerly San Jose. Now, Oakland. Yeah, they that's, have very good color scheme. Their jerseys look professional and their spider logo is very modern, futuristic, cool looking. And I think it's easy. It's really. uh, It's professional looking. I, I think it's a solid brand.
0: We we mm-hmm. got the, the West of the Mississippi connection going on because I had them number five too. And we like the Spiders because it sounds like the name of a, a street gang in New York in the nineteen fifties is hey yo. As right.
2: far back as I could remember, I always
1: wanted to be a gangster. No, the spiders are definitely a pod favorite. Recently, too, they've looked so good. They've looked such really a good sharp. ultimate team. Yeah.
0: Um, we've got them on our, our list of uh whenever we talk about this in the offseason of teams that we think could make a make a move forward next year is, uh the spiders at least for me i don't know I have, i'm not sure if
1: i oh, saw yeah. zach on it yet time time for some research we'll we'll do some research soon
2: playing in the west division last year was a little bit scary knowing that you have the bay area and seattle and then on the horizon denver and portland me- meccas of the sport yeah, yeah. The top players in those communities all buy into professional ultimate it's gonna be it's, really exciting to, to watch
1: yeah it's some diverse ultimate out there too it's It's been kind of a whirlwind going on, you know. I mean, San Diego just pulled off an upset on Colorado. You guys had a great show in last year going through the West, which I'm sure was a blast for your guys getting to travel up there. So yeah. Totally understand that. Well, that is Coach Najee's
0: top five AUDL brands, the steeziest of the of the steezy. Uh, he he had Detroit. I had Tampa Bay in mind. Like, so congratulations, Tampa Bay and Detroit. You both made a top five power ranking list during the 22, 2022 season. Wh- didn't think it was going to happen, but look at you. Look at you. You're victories. all winners here on the Tilted Landshark podcast. This has been this has been excellent. I uh, You're welcome back anytime. If you ever just want to yes. replace Zach for months on end, uh, I don't know what your schedule's like, uh, <laughs> but I will, you know... Yes. We, uh,
1: I don't have that Midwest connection. What do you want? It's the Southeast. All right. Pump your brakes, Junior. Um, But, yeah. Coach, you have the weekend off this week, and what are you going to be up to? uh,
2: We have the luxury of studying our opponents. There you go. uh, We took this week off, uh, getting our minds and bodies right. Everybody needs to heal up and recover. And then starting this weekend, it's game mode. Okay. I don't care what Tampa's record is coming into us. They have nothing to lose. We yeah, have a lot to lose. They could shoot. Uh, it's going to be Fan Appreciation Night, and we're going to throw a hell of a party that night. Good. So, um, starting this weekend, we'll get back into it. But we're going to be watching the Dallas-Tampa uh, matchup.
1: Okay, right on. That's,
0: that is a hell of a plan. Uh, it was a hell of an interview. We can't thank you enough for coming on to the Tilted Land Shark Podcast. Uh, we got to get another quick word in from our friends at IP Vanish when we come back uh zach and i are going to talk about how we uh we broke the book last week with our with our uh our win against uh colorado uh so we'll be right back stick around for more tilted land shark podcast brought to you by the sports gambling podcast network Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. I'm talking your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of five on TrustPilot. So go to IPVanish.com/sgp and use promotional code SGP and claim your seventy percent savings. That's IPVANISH.com/sgp. Welcome back to the Tilted Land podcast and. You know, we've all seen the, the sports touts that tell you, we're going to go, we're going to murder your book this weekend. These are your must plays, your locks, your dogs that you have to play. To absolutely, without fear, just step on your books necks and end them. Well, I think we did that last week. I think we accidentally ended the book. Uh, because the book uh, just has not put out any odds uh, since we, we smacked them around plus 600 uh, yeah. last week. Which, uh, by
1: the way, whoo! um (laughs) down since it's a week late but uh we murdered the book they even took off their futures they they took off the future bets because i was new york was stuck at minus 130 to win it all i was like dude i'll I'll put down some more money at minus 130 for new york to win it all so listen, uh, they're scared yeah if my man's got outstanding bets so all i gotta say is
2: pay that man his money
0: Cause he's got some winning futures locked in. Uh, so since we don't have uh, odds, uh, we are re- returning to the, to the Zach Tropicana sports book where he's, he's put together some odds, which I mean, it's pretty much end up being the lines uh, at, at yeah. our, uh, you know, at the, uh, at the book uh, pretty close to him at least. So Zach, I'm going to sit back. I'm gonna let you take the driver's seat. Just guide me through this here. Oh
1: boy. All right, here we go. My, so
0: My opinions. If I if you if I sound further away from the mic, it's because I am. I'm reclining. I got my arms behind my head, uh, like a boss,
1: like a boss who ended a book. We're gonna start with uh, we we'll go division by division. Start in the Eastern Division. We got New York at Philadelphia, <coughs> and actually, finally. So I was doing my research last night, and I was making sure of rosters. Uh, not all of them have been sent out yet. Now it looks like they have because some of these teams, like Empire, who's locked in the one seat, or uh, uh who knows Colorado or something like that, you don't know if they're going to start uh, sitting players or not. So, a lot of these lines are made assuming these players are fully rostered. Uh, you can look at their current rosters if you want now. But something I've got... tells
0: me you've done more research
1: than the book was actually doing at this point. Probably um, York, yeah. the book doesn't even care about the weather they don't care if Indianapolis playing indoors they'll set a number at 42 and a half bunch of rubes, bunch of jamokes so tell me what's the what's the line what's the total so I actually have New York minus three and a half I have the total at 47 and a half against Philadelphia Friday night it's gonna be pretty warm low winds um Philadelphia we know Philadelphia they're a five and set or five and six team I think at right now we're five and five but their five losses have come at a combined six goals, and that includes a two-goal loss to New York. They finally get to host New York. They have a chance to make a statement. Um, nationally. New York would have four-and-a-half, five-and-a-half points here, but I think there's a little bit of emotional handicap. Philly's going to be ready to play this game, have a lot to prove. I think the league has seen that they could play very well. So I have New York minus three-and-a-half, the total at 47-and-a-half. Um, are you going to want to make picks on this or are you just going to sit back and listen? Here, I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and make picks and I'm going to make picks on my own money
0: line that I just set. Uh, give me Philadelphia plus seven fifty on the money line. You know what? While I'm at it, give it to me plus a million. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Uh, we're making the lines. Yeah. Yeah. Just throw them at me. I'll make, make picks. I'll, I'll throw them back at you. Uh, here's the
1: tilted, uh, sports books. Our money lines are pretty tilted. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, we have reverse juice. It's the good juice. We have like it's like pudding. It's like tasty, mm-hmm. you know, it just drips, drips all over you. You know, it's like taking a bath in warm butterscotch. Not like paying out money to a book. Go ahead, Zach. What do we got next? Yeah, you're good.
1: I was, I was going to say New York really good on the offensive end, converts at a high rate. I want to see how James Pollard and Sean Mott, Ryan on Philadelphia, can keep up with them. Um, so if they can play this game close, that's momentum. Going into the DC game for a playoff run. Speaking of DC, game number two in the East, DC at Boston this Saturday. After It's an afternoon game, like midday game, 95 degrees, probably mild winds. Um, I have DC minus five and a half in the total set at 43 and a half. Now, be careful here. DC is on a little bit of a win streak, but um, I got to remember Tanner Johnson, I think his name is on boston if you give me one second to look this up real quick
0: sure i'll go ahead and tell you uh you i'm gonna go ahead i will take uh boston plus the points there
1: Here we go yeah tanner johnson is activated for this game for boston someone we haven't seen a lot of but when he's playing for the glory boston shows up he is three and oh with boston this year five and two all time uh a few of their losses coming from carolina and new york and if you look at they're home split they're four and one at home so they're going to compete at home they're still a good ultimate team so yeah dc minus five and a half i would probably lean towards boston on that i think they could play a close game with dc here 43 and a half i think it's a good number uh it's going to get warm so maybe the game may drag out they may have some extra breaks so maybe it's going to be on the lower end we'll see I wasn't, but next... i'm sorry i wasn't paying attention
0: i was adding more zeros to the philadelphia <laughs> line in, in the where, where are you
1: at now what are the odds at now
0: Let's. I need to put some commas in here so I can count this a little bit faster. Mm, okay. Right.
1: Uh, 7 billion billion
0: five hundred million to on on the money line plus seven billion
1: five hundred million. Keep it going. I'm we'll gonna give clean you, we'll you out, son. I'm gonna
0: clean you out, son. And this
1: is why I've already killed a book this sucked. week, fool. Going for number two. Uh, let's go to the Central Division real quick. Chicago at Pitt Saturday night uh this is i got i put chicago minus six and a half total at 40 and a half and a lot of that is dedicated or dictated by how poor pit plays offensively i don't think they have a lot of 20 plus goal games this year um Chicago's already i think missing a couple players i think uh nate goff is going to be coming back with them but Right now, I have Chicago minus six and a half. I may look at that final roster and make some adjustments. Maybe Chicago gets seven, seven and a half. Um, but the one game they played this year earlier in the season, I think Chicago won like eight or what was it eighteen and nine or something like that, nineteen and eight, yeah, something that sounds, like that. That
0: sounds Pitt right. Pitt struggled. Yeah, yeah. Pitt so, struggled. Uh, this is going to be my dog Let's go. Let's give me give me Pittsburgh plus six and a half.
1: Hey, why how not? About this? You parlay every underdog, and I'll give you a gazillion to one odds. Sounds good, but you better fucking pay okay. up, buddy. Uh, um, game two, uh, of the Central Division. Minnesota travels to Indy, and in what I thought was going to be a critical game, because if Indy wins this game, Minnesota and Indy are tied record wise, but according to the tiebreaker, I doubt. Since Minnesota beat Indy by, I think, like 14 goals earlier this year, Indy can't catch up to that point. So, this game doesn't matter too much. Indy wins, they're in. That's simple, right? Indy wins, they're in, or if Madison loses Chicago, Indy's in. It's at Indy, which this would have been our last week and to be able to hit the over. Um, yeah. But I've got Minnesota minus one and a half. Indy has played a lot of close games at home. They lost to Madison by one, lost to Chicago by one. Both games they should have won and they've blown. Um, minnesota's defense i don't think works that well against an indoor team like indianapolis they've been able to dictate a lot offensively so i could see this being a back and forth game um so yeah i have the total set 48 and a half because i went brain dead there i should put this close to 50 and a half uh but we'll see what happens i think 48 is a safer number
0: i'm not paying attention i started putting in fancy concatenate formulas into your spreadsheet um on to the next one. All right, I'm laying off this one.
1: It feels like one not to touch because I was not paying attention. Go
0: ahead. What's the next one? All right.
1: Well, we're going to go out west, and we're going to go L.A. at Salt Lake. This is going to be one of the windier games. Uh, I have Salt Lake City minus 7.5, um, total set of 43.5. Uh, even though it's windy, I still think Salt Lake is going to blow them out. I have not been impressed with L.A. recently, ever since they lost Ever Shapiro. They've kind of just – they're Done, it seems like they're done playing ultimate. That now they have to do a road trip, it's probably just gonna be a fun road trip for them. So, I got Salt Lake minus seven and a half, total set of 43 and a half. Uh, later on that day, oh, or whoa, next whoa. Day we...
0: Salt, Salt Lake oh. plus seven and a half. So, sorry, I, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, LA plus seven and a half.
1: You got LA plus seven and a half,
0: yeah. Well, I'm parlaying everything, so you owe me all your gazillions. You're Go actually ahead.
1: writing this all down on the spreadsheet, aren't you? I am. I am. I'm being, yes, I'm, I'm shutting <laughs> the fuck up. Letting Papa work over here. All right. All right. Saturday, San Diego travels to Seattle. The hot growlers, the reason why the books are down and trying to recover. It's probably ripping some people off right now in this weekend's golf tournament. Um, San Diego, I got minus three and a half total set of 40 and a half. Seattle's actually a good team at home. Uh, And we saw them against, I think it was Salt Lake. They lose 25-24 to Salt Lake at home with a full squad. I think that's going to be the case. This weekend Uh, and the first meeting, San Diego only won 22 to 20. So I don't know if we're going to see the San Diego team that dominated like Colorado this past weekend, or if we're going to see a San Diego team that's going to barely win, you know, close games against what should be lesser opponents. Okay. Uh, I I don't know. I quit paying attention again. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, Back to back time. LA aviators after their game against Salt Lake are traveling to Oakland on Saturday. It's actually going to be pretty cool out in Oakland. I got Oakland minus two and a half total set at 40 and a half. Uh, Again, LA's offense not good to begin with. Now they're on the back to back against a hot Oakland team that we've been on quite a bit recently. Um, Yeah. Chris Long, with 38 assists, 10 goals, 10 blocks for the season. Norton with 33 assists and eight goals. And the offense is running through him. Their offense is looking good, looking tight. They've not, they're not giving up a lot of breaks recently. So I mean, I think Oakland minus two and a half, I'm giving you some value there. You could probably see this game go five, six goals wide if L.A. just gives up in the second half. Yeah, okay, uh, LA, plus back two, back. L.A. plus two and a half. Let's go. All right, he's taking all the dogs. All, all right, right. San, Diego, uh, San Diego at Portland Sunday. San Diego on the back-to-back traveling from Seattle down to Portland. Uh yeah, San Diego minus 5.5, total set at 39.5 because Portland is just terrible. Uh, we I saw this game, Oakland versus Portland, and Portland's offense was terrible. Oakland took care of them. 5.5, maybe a steal for San Diego. San Diego probably blow this team out. Uh, I think we saw Colorado take a road trip. Their last stop was Portland, and they just destroyed Portland. Or was it Salt Lake, one of the two?
0: What was so, the total yeah. again?
1: Total 39.5 expecting okay. low scoring game
0: i am going to take san diego on his five and a half
1: okay Throw, yeah totals are tough totals are very hard to get so uh yeah. if i Listen, if you I've, guys are seeing I've these totals to and
0: stay away from the totals at the the zacabello tropicana sports book
1: you know yeah you know there's no rhyme or reason it's just all gut handicapping with the totals um all right, in the South, the last two games, Dallas is road tripping. I think this is Dallas's like first road trip, two game mm-hmm. road trip of the season. Mm-hmm. They start Friday night in Atlanta. <clears throat> we remember that first game, Dallas and Atlanta played each other, went into overtime. Dallas should have won that game, and we wouldn't be talking about how Dallas doesn't have a win yet. They're kind of ramping it up and looking good. But I've got Atlanta minus four and a half. The total set at thirty nine and a half. Like we talked with Coach Najee. that Atlanta plays low scoring games. Um, they make offenses work lateral rather than down the field. And it could, for a team like Dallas, they could kind of get bored and we could kind of just see a low scoring, slow game. Um, what do okay. you say on that? You, hey, give me Dallas plus four and a half. You're, they're that much off the hustle now. Hey, eh, Whatever. When well, someone
0: confirms they- your story of, of male nudity and a land shark in a bar, you got to show respect.
1: <laughs> And then, finally, we have Dallas after covering the 4.5 against Atlanta, going down to Tampa, where we'll probably have a game of the winless teams, uh, unless Dallas pulls the upset, which I doubt. So, <clears throat> I think Dallas is the better team. I've got Dallas set at minus 2.5 total at 38.5, because this could be some of the ugliest ultimate. I think if you want to watch some like, – entertaining but like what the hell am i watching ultimate dallas at tampa afternoon storms i think just like the atlanta tampa game last week how it got delayed because of the thunderstorms this may be the same scenario um i will be tuning into this game from my comfortable hotel in fredericksburg virginia uh because i think this will be entertaining but i've got dallas minus two and a half total set at 38 and a half the uh, sports book that shouldn't be named uh if you want to You know, get back into the ADL action, talk to me, I'll give you some lines. Sure. Uh give me Tampa Bay on the money line. Tampa Bay on the money, just taking the home team. Yeah. The plus odds. That's fair. I'm not even
0: I'm not even gonna put in the odds here. I'm just writing myself a blank check if Tampa Bay uh wins. That's the way I'm approaching it. Uh, I'll tell you how many zeros after the game, depending on how tough it was when we get this dub for the cannons.
1: Uh that's all I got. Those are that's it. Ten games slate. Those are my numbers.
0: There we go. That's uh we can't thank Zach enough for for doing this uh and for being accurate at it really. Uh I'm kind of we'll getting see. in here and fucking up his mojo. Adding just zeros upon zeros uh onto uh <laughs> Here at the tilted sports book, you make your own odds. That's right. That's right. We also <laughs> we feature uh card games of war, uh <laughs> Rock, other ta- table uh, yeah, other table games such as guess how many fingers. Uh that sort of thing. <laughs> but that that oh, is uh man. yeah that, that's all the games uh we we i mean we gave you the meat early we gave you the meat early whenever uh coach naji came in and, and yeah. talked to us uh that was a great interview we can't thank him enough uh for for joining that was so much fun um mm-hmm. zach you got anything yeah. to say you got anything to any parting what are you
1: doing in fredericksburg uh yeah oh, yeah no i've got a another frisbee tournament uh for those who actually play ultimate SFI East is in Fredericksburg. Tanasi went last year, lost in the finals. This year we're coming in as a three seed behind. I think Vault is the one seed and then uh Mad Men, the two seed. So Sweet. it'll be uh entertaining. Be fun. Well, good luck to you. Good luck to friends of the show. Uh Yanni,
0: big germ playing with his money is like playing with his emotions. Uh good luck to to the rest of the Tenasi team. Uh break Appreciate seed again. It. I believe in you yeah. guys. Maybe bring yeah. some of that. money. Bring some of that western Mississippi flair and the skill will make it, you know. Hang dong. that's what I why I got why not one at a tournament like that? Just let it all out. What are you just doing this weekend? Uh, let's see. I, I've got uh scrimmages for the uh MLFB for the Arkansas attack that mm. I'm going to be watching and writing reports on. I've got Del Mar starting this weekend, I've got Saratoga still running, uh, which Saratoga, like, uh. Like, Saratoga kicked my dick in, and then it, like, kicked it back out, and then it, like, kicked it further back up in. Like, it's been tough. Um That's- Yeah, like, I, I I feel like I have not stopped worse, working since July 1st. Like, quite literally, like, seven days, like, and, like, working from
1: the time I wake <clears throat> up until way too late. At the night. last of so, a
0: gambler, man, no days off. It's the, I mean... It's a lifestyle of a hustler, is what that is. That's, that's my what, final that's farewell was looking for. That's that's my final farewell to being a hustle, hustle fan, right there. It's lifestyle of a hustler. It was nice. Rip. It was nice. But yeah. That is it for us on the Tilted Land podcast. Even our even our guest, Steve Najee, Coach Steve Najee would would agree. Hammer! Or you're nothing. We will catch you next week when we wrap up the regular season. Week 14 is upon us. Oh shit. Catch us next time on the Tilted Land Shark podcast brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are out.